This is the Monday, July 19th edition of the Daily Wager Podcast, coming off the heels of a busy weekend, all things considered, and we'll get you set for the light Monday, in and out in less than 10 minutes, like we always promise. Welcome to the Daily Wager Podcast, presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. I'm Doug Kazarian, alongside Joe Fortenbaugh. Joe, the sports calendar is winding down for the summer, but we still have at least one NBA game left. I know, I know, and I was thinking about this. I'm turning my attention, a lot of prep with college and pro football, but also with the Olympics starting in like three or four days, I'm looking in the mirror debating whether or not I'm going to become a full-on Olympic degenerate. I don't know. It happens every four years, so either I'm going to get a bunch of tips that I'm going to follow, I'm just going to go nuts myself, or I'm going to do nothing. I'm at a crossroads here, Doug. I'm at a crossroads. Looking in the mirror for that, <laughs> question your sense of uh, sanity. No, I, I think for me, a lot depends on the country they're in, like the time difference. Because yeah. if it's going to be on during the day, I'm probably going to be more invested. Now, I'll I'll be very involved in the water polo, both men's and women's. Obviously, I've talked about it before. I played it in high school and college, and I uh, know people have played and medaled. Um, so I have some good sources in that regard, too. But I'm also going to watch every game just because I'm into it. But, you know, and then, and then the USA hoops, both men and women as well. But, yeah, I don't know how many, like, weightlifting um, futures I'm going to have. I'm not sure. Not sure. Right. About that. Like, I might get into some karate just because I don't believe I've ever bet karate before. And karate's back in the Olympics, either for the first time in a while or for the first time ever. But I know for a fact I'll be betting a lot of water polo strictly because I will be tailing every one of your plays. Oh, ooh, <laughs> the pressure is on. Uh, no early, pressure. <laughs> early thoughts for game six as the Bucks finally become the road team to not just cover, but win uh, in this NBA Finals. So I've been a big fan uh, betting Phoenix uh, sides, futures, all this stuff throughout the playoffs. And this is the first time that it feels like a total gut punch where I'm not getting involved with Phoenix in game six. I know they're catching five. I don't have a lot of confidence in them closing this out. The Bucks have been great. So I'll give you something that I like, a little two-parter here. I'm going to go right back to the under in game six. You and I talked about this late last week playing the over in game five. No doubter, rocking chair winner, as Bear would say, both teams shot the absolute lights out. The Bucks were 57% from the floor and 50% from deep. Phoenix was 55% from the floor and 68% from deep. I don't know how you shoot like that and lose a game, but the Suns found a way to do it. So now we have the highest total of the entire series. It opened 223, bet down to 222 for good reason. The pace metric continues to drop off. I think that you're going to have a drop in scoring here. So there's an opportunity to go under. I'm going to be right there. And then Devin Booker's player prop for scoring is up to 31 and a half because of the last two games. He's been shooting like 56% from the floor, back-to-back 40-point efforts. This prop was around 27 and a half or 28 and a half all through the series. And now all of a sudden it's 31 and a half. I'll go ahead and bet the under there. Two things I'm looking at. Yeah, the offense certainly running through Booker for Phoenix. I've noticed that he has the shortest odds of any Suns player right now for NBA Finals MVP. Chris Paul was the guy. He was an odds-on favorite after two games up to like 220 or 240. Uh, but CP3 steadily, uh, the baton has been passed over. But right now, uh, I don't have a lean. I lean under. I just know that a pretty sharp guy that moves the market did bet first half under. Uh, he's been dormant for a while, so uh, I just thought it was worth mentioning. I always like to 
discuss this mysterious man. Um, Puxatawney Phil coming out of his hole. I like it. Yeah, no, you're right. And I, I even had to write back to the text message I got. And I'm like, he's been pretty quiet for a while. Have you just not been sending? He's like, oh, no, that's, he's been off the grid for a while. Uh, okay. So that's all I got. I, it's tough. I mean, look, if they win four straight games, maybe. Uh, they've certainly looked the part. Bucks um, have been known to break some hearts and tease us in the past. So yeah. maybe they're just going to do it the most excruciating way possible. I, I think it's interesting with the game seven at home looming. I think you get a solid Phoenix effort, but you just have to wonder just the mentality of that team that was you know so close to taking a 3-1 lead just a couple games ago. And then obviously a painful loss in the last game, just having the ball down one and even before that up 16 or 18 or whatever it was. In the second quarter. So, anyways, in terms of action today, because I know our listeners are desperate here or eager, probably a healthier word to use. Any baseball stand out for you? All right, I got three games I'm going to throw your way. I'll start with the marquee matchup, NL West, Giants, and Dodgers. The total's eight in this game. I'm going to play the under. It's Kevin Gosman versus Tony Gonsolin for the Dodgers. Gonsolin's only given up six runs in 25 and a third innings pitched this year. He doesn't go deep in the games, but every appearance he's made, and it's only a handful. He hasn't made like 21 starts or anything like that. He's never given up more than one run in an appearance. He's been rock solid. On the flip side with Gosman, and you and I talked about this last week when you backed him and he pitched very well, only Jacob DeGrom, the only qualified starter out there with a lower ERA. DeGrom's at 1.08. He's injured on the uh, going to the injured list. Gosman with the 1.73. Now, Gosman made a start against the Dodgers uh, not too long ago. The final stat line didn't look good, but he got knocked around a little bit in the first inning and then settled in very nicely. He ended up giving up just three earned runs but he did have five walks in that game. It stayed way under the total because Walker Bueller was pitching. I like the fact that it's at eight and not seven and a half. I'll play the under there. I'm also going to play Oakland against Otani. I, I have, I'm starting to have a feeling, I might be wrong on this. I think Otani's overvalued, not because he's not good. I think he's become so popular. People are paying so much attention to him, so much media coverage that as a result, people like betting him. And I think there's an opportunity to go the other way when he pitches. The Angels are eight and five in his 13 starts this year. That's good, but that's not great. And that one lone loss that Otani has on his record came against the Oakland Athletics, who, by the way, are going to send uh, Cole Irwin to the mound tonight. Irwin, pre June, had an ERA of 4.12. The A's were three and eight in his last 11 starts. Now, from June on, the ERA dips to 2.95. The A's are six and one in his last seven starts. So A's minus 110 over Otani tonight, under eight in Dodgers Giants. And then the final one, I am going to play Texas and Kyle Gibson. They're right around minus 110 as well, going up against the Detroit Tigers. Uh, Gibson's been great. Two or fewer earned runs, nine of his last 10 starts. One thing to note though, that one start that wasn't good was his last start. And it was against the Tigers. Five earned runs in that matchup. I, uh, I'm betting the bounce back here, essentially. And Texas has been really good against Detroit. 25-9 and nine in their last 34 games against the Tigers. So I'll play Texas, as well as the Giant Dodger under, as well as the A's over Otani. All right, a couple things. By the way, the Tigers in that matchup, and it was against Casey Mize. That was the dog of the day winner for years, truly. Yeah, you had, had that. that. We had that one. Um, I, I like what you're thinking with Gosman. I, for whatever it's worth, uh, he did miss his last start. It was supposed to be Friday, I believe. Uh, scratch for a family emergency. So hopefully everything's okay there. Something to keep in mind background-wise. I'm okay with all those plays. I know what you mean about Otani. There's such buzz there. He's actually been excellent uh, with the bat lately. It's it's the pitching. Where we got, you got 
touched up against the Yankees. We'll see. It's tough. I don't have any metrics. There's no baseball play I have, but I certainly can agree with you back in the Giants, obviously, although the Dodgers do eat against righties. We all know that. Um, by the way, they're one nine in extra inning games this year, I believe. One and eight or one, one and nine. The Dodgers are one and nine in extra inning games. It's it's remarkable. Um, I had the Dodgers yesterday. So not only the drop pop up when it was two one, and then they get the home run, and then they're up in the ninth. Of course, Jansen's terrible and you know, it was, it was pretty painful beat for me. Anyways, uh, that ends the vent session. Um, <laughs> I'll probably regret this because every time I have something off the wall and make it public, it loses. But there is a go- tournament going on in, in, in basketball, the basketball tournament. And it's, uh, it's, it's bracket format. There's a game today. I haven't seen any lines yet. But I wonder if they're going to be a dog. Is there a six seed facing the three seed? And what believe, are you talking about? What sport uh, is what, what is there's Big Three? Something called the basketball tournament. It's different than the Big Three, actually. The uh, basketball tournament. So uh, you can see Team Twenty Three. They should be getting points. That's a live dog. So I would play them uh, if you can. I, I put that in our in our Google Doc, Joe. You might have seen it uh, as dog of the day uh, if if there's a line out. So I wonder. I did. If- I didn't know what the hell you were talking about. I knew at some point I was going to get clarification. I'm like, I don't know what team 23 is, but I was reading the analysis you put in. I'm like, I don't even know what, what sport this is. I'm probably going to bet this because the analysis sounds really good. <laughs> there's, there's two <laughs> tournaments going on. Um, the basketball tournament TBT has been going on in ESPN, ESPN two and some ESPN three games, but now that the bracket's winding down, so it's going to be on, like ESPN at 7 Eastern today. So main channel, ESPN. Um, this team's pretty good. I was trading some notes with some, a guy, a pro better and, and handicapper, and he was giving me a heads up on Team 23, and we just pounded the entire game and halftime and everything. They, they blew out their last opponent. So they might be nice. – oddsmakers might be on to them. So they're pretty good. Um, and uh, that would be my one off the ball if you can get it. I know there's some live platforms that are offering it, so maybe you have to wait until the live game starts. But – just uh, just throwing it out there for anyone looking for a little ESPN primetime action. Um, I think it's a pretty solid play. But the team they're playing can shoot. Um, but besides that, I, I think Team 23 is the right side. I like it. Thanks for the tip. I appreciate that. Yeah, we'll see. I, I, was, I was invested during the weekend, not going to lie. Uh, <laughs> rock bottom, by the way. Gold Cup live betting late bailout last night. Gold Cup. El Salvador yes. and Mexico <laughs> ended 1-0. should have been like 4-3. There was all these ridiculous scoring chances. Hit the post. Goalies making ridiculous saves. Uh, Point-blank shots missed. It, it's insane. It was awesome. Awesome watch, by the way. Uh, El Tree has yet to give up a goal at all. They've uh, <laughs> these, clean, these, clean sheet, as they say, the entire tournament so far. These, these months for sports bettors, man, I'll tell you, there's something else. Like football comes back and we get back to normal, but everything that takes place in these weirdo, bizarro months of July is just something else, dude. I love it. <laughs> By the way, Spain ends the game on an 8-0 run, including a three-pointer with three seconds to go to backdoor cover uh, against the U.S. Uh, so Spain <laughs> plus nine gets there in ridiculous fashion. Uh, all right, so that's going to do it for this edition. Like we say, in and out in less than 10 minutes. Fewer picks today, a lot more analysis and some uh, fun discussion. But nonetheless, that's where we are. All right, so... Download, rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. We'll see you. We're at 6 Eastern the entire week on ESPN2, so no jumping around, anything like that. And uh, obviously the podcast every morning. 